0: Welcome into our Pip Panther Rants, another sports fans podcast. Lot Harris, your host, brought to you by the Sports Drink. Check them out; they're at www.sportsdrink.org. Go to their Instagram and type at Sports Drink. You know, remove the vowel. You know, just remove the vowels, and you know, check them out. And that's basically what my, um, you know, my show is sponsored by as, as a as a part of. Okay, so Pitt is going to be playing in the Sun Bowl tomorrow, and I'm not sure how to. I like the fact that Penrodus just tweeted a uh, Sun Bowl graphic of the uh, looks like Mortal Kombat. Fatality. And yeah. Now I did look at Pitts Too Deep because uh Jim Hammond released it. Well, not so much Jim Hammond, but a whole bunch of people did. You know, Jim Hammond's the guy from Panther Lair. But uh, you know, a whole bunch of people released it too deep as well in in the Pittsburgh media's. Looking at the list, Nick Patty is the starter, running backs, Ronnie Hammond, SIBO. Uh, we got Kaneta Mumfield, Jared Wayne, Bob Means as receivers. Tight end Gavin Bartholomew. Uh, let's see, Branson Taylor is going to be the left tackle, but pretty much most of the uh, offensive line's intact. Defense is going to be a little different. Well, Habuk Ballonado is going to be playing David Green, defensive tackle. He's playing Devin Dayonson, Dayon Hayes. I'm eager to see how Dayon does. He's a junior, but still, though you, I mean, you got like a. I mean, if you look at the list here, a lot of senior, junior leadership. Same thing with with linebackers. As well, you got Kamara, Shane Simon, Tyler Wiltz, all seniors. Well, actually, Begully's a junior. But as far but the defensive backfield, you're going to have J- J- Javon McIntyre. He's a freshman. Eric Hallett, MJ Devonshauer, and Marcus Williams. So, some glaring issues. I mean, J- Jiva McIntyre, freshman. That's going to be a big thing. I'm eager to see how Daylon does. I mean, um, it's nice to see these guys get some uh, playing time. And, um, yeah, it's... Really about it. I mean, and now I did look at UCLA's um, too deep, but pretty much UCLA's pretty much everybody from their team is going to be playing that they've had all year is going to be playing. And as far as their offense goes, I mean, as far as the team their team goes, there's really no glaring weaknesses that I can find. I mean, obviously they they have a hard time thing the pass. And we really don't have much of a passing attack. Well, we—I mean, even if Kino Slovis plays, we don't have much of a passing attack. So it really doesn't matter who the starter is. I mean, we're still going to be screwed. But um, Amigos, Nick Patty plays. This is a big game for him, and he's preparing as the starter. So this may be a little different because he—he is that guy, and maybe now. With all this preparation, he gets on the same page as, as his receivers, because when we saw him play, you know, come over for you know, take over for Keaton, when they played at tennis, you know, against Tennessee, it was pretty shitty, to say the least. Although he did get us to overtime on a, on one leg, I got to hand that to him. Excuse me, guys, I'm walking around because I'm cooking and whatnot. Rodney gets to be that guy. I mean I'm him and I mean you got Seabell, you got Vincent Davis. Receivers though, we seem really, really thin. I mean, Gavin Thomas. Gavin Thompson's the backup. I mean we got Jake my Mc- Miles Aston. Yeah, we're pretty pretty thin at that position. But uh, You know, given how things went this, this this year, I mean, it depends on how Jaren, what Jaron Wayne does. If he comes back next year, we got Kanata, we got Bub Means back. We got some experience coming back. And, of course, Gavin Bartholomew as well. We got plenty of experience. Hopefully Kanata, you know, obviously going from Akron to the ACC was a big step. Same with Bub Means. Maybe things get a little better for these guys. Or or we can just recruit you know, ACC caliber receivers. I mean, we got that going for us. Although Pitt has made out in the transfer portal, which is good, as we heard, Akilon Slovis is going to BYU. But you know, best of luck to him. Hopefully, it works out for him. But uh, yeah, I mean, like I look at UCLA's roster. I mean, they've they've been less penalized. They turned the ball over less than us. I mean, it's it's a Chip Kelly offense. You know, it's. I don't know how this is going to be. I think for Pitt, the key, I think for Pitt, what they're going to need to do is they're going to need to get pressure on the quarterback, like they always do, like they, like they try to do. Basically, impose their will is what the defense is going to have to do. But you know, there's probably not much I can I can do, I can really say about this game. Uh, other than that. They're gonna to have to figure something out, something on offense. I mean, whether it's moving Nick Patty around, getting him pressure. Alright. And I'm looking at um I'm looking let's see, it looks like Malik Willis is not going to start. It's gonna be Josh Dobbs tonight for the Titans. We're gonna get on that. We're gonna to touch base on that as well because Yeah. I'm sitting here reading Twitter while podcasting. But um, yeah, I think Pitts keys are going to be pressure on the quarterback. Uh, you know, make his life a living hell. And and um, uh, and I keep uh, and I keep uh saying you know I, I these guys have names. So Dorian Thompson Robinson's the guy. Pitts basically going to make his life a living hell. I mean they're the receivers: Jake Bobo, Casimir Kaz, Allen, Cam Brown. They're all going to be there. Zach Charbonnet is going to play. I mean, they're basically going to be loaded. Now let's compare this right now. Let's see. Mm, UCLA is kind of big up front. Yep. Not, but not, but not that much. It's going to be an even. I think the, the you know the lines are going to be very. Uh, mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Yeah, it looks like they're smaller on a, on a defensive line kind of thing. So pick could possibly move the ball against them. You know, defensive line, are, we'll have one guy who's 6'3", 325, one guy is 6'3", 277. And have a bunch of linebackers. And they have a weird offense. I mean a weird looking defense setup. I guess I guess it's a two a two something or a three maybe it's a three three five they're doing, possibly. I don't know. I'm not gonna get too heavily into this, but base you know. I don't know. I'm I'm lost now. I'm sitting there analyzing this crap and I don't even know where to go with it. But you know, let's just narrow it down. Pitt's got to establish, Pitt's got to do something, throwing the ball. Because, you know, UCLA has a hard time defending that. But they may be able to get away with running the ball, it looks like, as well. It's just Pitt's going to have to win the battle. I mean, like I said on my my tweet, Pitt's going to have to win the battle of the line of scrimmage. I'm making this more difficult than what it should be. Now, as we touch on, the Steelers defeated the Raiders 13-10, or 14-10. Yeah, 13-10. What was it, 14? It was 13-10 because the, the spread was minus 2.5 and, and they covered. Kenny's, you know, overall, I mean, they're 7-8. If they close out, like, whatever, but if they close out 9-8, then it, you know, despite the chaos that's happened with the quarterback and whatnot, I mean, it's overall, it's not too bad of a season. I am seeing that Malik Willis is not going to start tonight. It's going to be Josh Dobbs. Uh, Malik looked really good in the in the combine, if, if, you, if you all remember, and he looked good in preseason. People loved him, but the problem with social media is they have a they have a tendency to build people high up, and they have a tendency to really break people down. I mean, because I mean this. The draft that we we had to hear nothing about how how bad overrated Kenny Pickett was, and Malik should have been the guy drafted. We had to hear about how Malik Willis should have been drafted higher on the list, and Kenny shouldn't have been. And of course, it didn't work. Uh, don't mind me; I'm flipping my chicken over in the air fryer. And this seems to always happen. People, the social media hype always, they hype people up too much, and then this stuff happens. I think Malik Willis wouldn't have been a good quarterback. People just have to give him time. But I mean, Ryan, Ryan Tannehill obviously isn't the answer either for for Tennessee. But that's just you know. Yeah, I'm just giving you some you know some stuff there. As far as the rest of the NFL goes, I mean, like I said, you know, with the Stewards and Hol- the Stewards and Raiders win. Um. You know, Franco passed away, and they honored him. And I did see where Terry Bradshaw gave a little speech before the game began. And you, could, you could tell Terry's eyes were red, and he was about the—he was basically trying to hold it together. And some of the other guys were emotional as well. And I think for the, these guys, they shared so many—they they shared so many memories with Franco. They shared so many memories, but at the same time. Now, at the same time he's gone, and these guys are around the same age as Franco, and we're led to believe that these the guys like Franco, these 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 legends are going to live forever. And unfortunately, the sober reality is, it doesn't seem you know they're going they're going to start they're going they're going to start you know fading away, and that's just the thing. You don't know in life, you don't know when your your number is going to be called. You know, you know, well, my best friend passed away several years, like three years ago. That's what somebody told me that his, you know, she said his time was up. She said that his his name was called, and I kind of hated to hear that. But you know, she said that's just how you know, that's just how things are. You just don't know when your your time is, you know, when you know when your number's pulled. And you know these, and I think that's another sober reality for as Steelers fans and as far as these players themselves, they don't you know they don't know when. And plus, they played they played in a more physical era as well. Their boys took beatings, and it's still a physical sport. So you just don't know. You know, I haven't talked about pit basketball much, and I guess I will. I should, um, and quite frankly, it's not fair to them that I haven't talked about them. They're nine and four right now. They're two two and o in the ACC. This team is a lot better than last year. I really, I really dislike last year's team, and quite frankly, I wasn't crazy about them. wasn't crazy about Capel, but I figured the best our best chance of winning was keeping Capel because. He's got a big buyout, and we you know, there's no, there's no the way things were going. There's no sense of Pitt paying out a paying out a whole bunch of money on a buyout where you're probably gonna have the same results for at least another two years anyway. You know, your best bet was to see what Cable can do because he had a nice core together of players, and then they just all left. You know, for a lot of reasons. I mean, Justin Champagne obviously went pro. X. McGowan just supposedly wanted to play point guard, so he left, and we never heard from him really ever again. And Audie's Tony, I think he, you know, he he played NCW tournament last year. And Marcus Carr and Parker Stewart, Kevin Stallings recruits are still playing. I mean, I think they're, I think they're in their. Eighth year, eighth eighth year in college, but I, you know, I watched Pitt, I watched Pitt play Syracuse, and you can easily say Pitt almost blew that game, but at the end of the day, a win is a win. It's a win, a win, a win, whether if they almost blew it or not. They escaped the dome with a victory when well, it looked like the Syracuse was going to come back and take it. Pit snatched, you know, out of the jaws of defeat. I mean, they defeat NC State, they beat Northwestern. I mean, they. You, you could probably say early in the year, the way things were going, they were still breaking the team in. I mean, it was. A, I mean, it was a lot of new faces, and they're looking a lot better. As one person said, if you can't recruit the talent, you can't pull guys in. Your best bets are recruit a bunch of shooters, and that's what they've been doing. They're shooting the ball a lot better. I mean, early on, they weren't shooting good, but they're getting better with everything. Uh, John Hewley, he's been struggling this year. I don't know if it's if he's injured or what's going on, if it's personal. Despite that, they're still winning games, and also, and you know, quite. I mean, I think they have eight or nine, they're thin right now. I'm not sure how the rest of the season is going to go. Uh, Dior Johnson is practicing. He they t- they tend to rent shirt him. I'm not sure how that's going to end up. A lot of people are. A lot of people seem to be angry about this, and I get it. But they have to rehabilitate this guy because he's been at several schools. You know, he's been several schools. I mean, he's just been all over the place. And they gotta get this. I mean, he's young. He's still very young. I mean, he's still a, technically a kid. He's—they need a real, you know, get this guy some help because they can't throw him. They can't throw him out on the street. They can't send. They can't throw him in the transfer portal either at this time because if they do, and if he goes and does whatever he's going to do next. It's gonna really, really look bad at Pitt, on pit because it shows a pit. You know, just grab this kid just for his, just for his, for, you know, just because he could play, shoot a basketball and dribble it. I do, under, I do understand people's, you know, issues with this as well. I do understand that part of it. Why people don't aren't crazy about this. But worst case, if he doesn't stay at Pitt after this year, which could be the, which could be a possibility, that's why he's practicing. They got to get him reps, you know, because there's a chance he may not stay here. He may go somewhere else, and you don't want him, you know. At the same time, if if you're you know if you're trying to get him him help, if you're getting him help, you also want to make sure that he's practicing, he's staying fresh. So when he goes to the next team, maybe he's a you know, maybe he's a better person. Well, you you would hope you would hope he's a better person, but that's really all I can say about that. But Pitt has a you know, the ACC is gonna be. A, I mean, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be it's tough this year. It's gonna to be tough every every year for Pitt, but uh, not not in four you know, a two and an ACC regardless. are doing pretty good. And I see the Sam Hartman's going to Notre Dame. As far as the whole transfer portal stuff and the tampering, it's always going to be there, and it's just something we have to live with for a while. Maybe it evens out, but I think it, I think it is pretty annoying that we're seeing all these media people, especially last night when Drake May in North Carolina lost. Yes, yes, some, some media people that were upset. They're upset that Hartman's on, you know, the May's on a. That May is on a you know mediocre team, and it's a shame. You know, but you know, but props to him being loyal. But it's a shame he's on a mediocre team. Is if he the guy belongs on an? I mean, this is the pro, This is where we're at with this. Is we got media people saying, well, this guy should be playing the SEC. He should be playing for Bama or whoever. I mean, we don't want college football to end up like Major League Baseball because no one's going to want. You know, it, it becomes an unwatchable sport. But anyways. I'm pretty much done with this because I have nothing much else to talk about. But, uh, yeah. You guys have an awesome New Year's. In fact, I should talk about that because, you know, Christmas we did the whole co-parenting thing, like always. And My ex-wife spent the night at my house, although she slept on the couch. And, of course... A few minutes in, she goes, are you are you okay? And I said, sure. She said, if you're not comfortable with me being here, I understand I can leave. And I said, I'm not going to throw you, the, I'm not going to kick you out on Christmas Eve while the kids are here. That's a bad look. I was basically, I think it's because I was in my master room. Don't mind the beeps, guys. I just took out my, my food. I'm basically doing a spicy... Spicy chicken breast and some French toast. Because I really haven't eaten breakfast yet. But, you know, I told her. I was like, you know, you're fine. I'm just in here watching football. And that's really what I was doing. You know, I wanted her to hang out with the kids. And, of course, you know, they out, next morning they opened their gifts. We had breakfast together and she left. And that was that. But um I usually get a honey-baked ham... This year, I didn't. I actually bought a ham and just did my own glaze. And my, well first of all, well first I did a rub on it, and you know, made sure all the little slices of the spiral ham got got it all, and threw it in the oven, and then made my glaze and glazed it, and it came out really good. I mean, I basically bought a ten dollar spiral ham, and and, and I, in my opinion, I think it tastes better than honey baked, and I'm, I'm uh, and I say that because I made it. That's the best thing that's one thing I love about when you make your own stuff, whether it's when you cook stuff for yourself, you're eating it. And if your kids or whoever likes it, that's a bonus in itself. If they tell you it's delicious, they want to take some more home, they'll do that, and that's all that's always a bonus, you know. Like, I mean, for a while, I was making briskets, and my first brisket came out good, my one didn't, didn't come out. I wasn't crazy about it, but the you know the best part is, is I get to eat it, so it doesn't matter anyway. I'm not going to be a top chef, and you know I may post a few things on social media sometimes what I make, but that's about it. But uh, overall, it's been not too not so, not so much bad as you know the holiday wasn't hasn't been that bad. I mean, as far as the whole raccoon saga goes, I think I'm over that part of it as well. Oh shoot, I need to get some beers for New Year's too. But uh work on that next. But anyways, guys, you guys have a happy holiday. Enjoy the sun enjoy the uh, Tony the Tiger Bowl. to Pip. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with pepper play sets. Pepper Pig. Inspiring kid confidence.